So you haven't really been doing much with your with your stuff because you've been doing your work van. You haven't really messed with yeah, your cars no. much. But all right, so d- did we talk about hydrogen versus electric on this podcast, or was that just like a? I don't. I don't I remember know. that we talked about it, but I don't remember if it was on the podcast. Or not. I really don't remember. Why are we talking about hydrogen? I remember that we were talking about hydrogen versus electric. Yeah, and like the challenges of refueling and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that was on here. I could be wrong. Probably. I mean, hydrogen is cool, but I don't see it unless the technology to distill it and like make it becomes a lot better a lot faster i don't really see it going very far well that's the thing like i got into it with somebody today about you know electric vehicles being the future and i don't know i still feel like you know hydrogen is the better option maybe but then like i also kind of started thinking about it and maybe realizing that might be the conspiracy theorist inside of me like you know the electric powered vehicles are are backed so strongly by you know people with money um that it's weird to think about like it's kind of frightening like all these politicians and billionaires are pushing electric power so hard that it kind of makes you think about what's their motive what's their ulterior motive yeah how much money do they stand to make off of this technology where it seems like from everything I've read, which is very little, the hydrogen-powered cars are the ones that are actually more efficient and economical and friendly, environmentally friendly. They they are the most similar to what we are currently used to in terms of refueling, mm-hmm. whereas like you can drive around for 300 miles, go to a gas station for five minutes, and then drive around for 300 more miles. Yeah which is the biggest problem with electric cars. But hydrogen cars have their own issues where, once again, people are dumb as shit and they can barely operate a gas station as it is. A hydrogen fuel station, you've got to lock that shit in because it's pressurized to keep it a liquid. Okay. Um, And if you don't do that and it gets out, creating a much larger explosion than regular gasoline where it just catches on fire a lot. Yeah. Also, the fuel tanks for the hydrogen are, they look like giant scuba tanks, kind of, and they take up a lot of space and are, you can't, like with a fuel tank, you can kind of shape it around things. Like they're not just like a sphere or a cylinder, but the hydrogen, I think because it's so high pressure, that's the best way to store it. Is in a, like a cylindrical tank, like a scuba tank, kind of, um, and it, it makes it for packaging, makes it more difficult to design the car around. The other problem with it is the actual generation of the hydrogen fuel itself is fairly energy intensive, and is because it takes a lot of energy to create that. Most of that comes from coal burning power plants. So oh, you're still, actu- so you're not saving the environment really at all but arguably i mean we're not digging mines that is a fair point so it's kind of like if you you want to get somewhere without destroying the environment walk take a bicycle (laughs) yeah 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 i mean yeah i i hear you because like horse i i think that methane bro i think that electrically hmm what do I want to say? Electric propul- propulsion? Yeah, I think that electric propulsion is probably the future. I think the power source for that electricity is what is up for debate. And that's really what we're debating, is hydrogen fuel cell versus a battery. stored battery. I think the battery technology is going to change uh, so that we're not using lithium batteries anymore soon. Um I can't I cannot remember the name of the battery the the name of the battery technology but there is a a very promising technology that offers a I think similar it's either similar or greater energy density to lithium batteries uh with a higher discharge rate or um charge rate capacity whatever the the issue is they're not rechargeable 
So oh. they're talking about a system where you can just literally swap the battery. That but, seems very wasteful. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be – that can't be sustainable. But, but it's – but it's uh, there are no heavy metals and there are uh, – and something else. And it's – but battery is rebuildable. Like you can rebuild it and get a fresh battery out of it. It's just not – rechargeable well, so that sounds terrible my, that sounds, my, that's no. a weak infrastructure for sure uh, no I, I hear you i hear you my point is there are other battery technologies out there yeah. that offer different things and i think that there are even things uh, I mean, even on the like horizon a, or whatever that are just consider battery technology we have today versus battery technology we had when we were kids like when you got an rc car when we were like five or six it was like a nicad battery that you would charge for 14 hours and play for it play with the car thing for 10 five minutes. minutes yeah that's that, yeah that was so now weird. it's like you can run a leaf blower off of a off of a little power drill battery for like an hour and a half and, and the lithium polymer batteries that you can get on these rc cars now like will go you know 120 miles an hour for two hours you know? yeah so the the battery technology is is getting even better, and that's the biggest limitation for for all electric vehicles vehicles right now is the the batteries take a longer time to charge. They only last about five years before they start rapidly decreasing in capacity. But I think that technology is going to improve quickly, uh, relatively speaking. And I, I I I think that's the way forward overall. Do you think that it's going to like, be, do you think that it's going to develop, or do you think that these people are going to take their money and like disappear? I think I think it's the same as what oil companies have been for the last hundred years. But oil companies have been the same for the last hundred years. They That's haven't true. had to develop. Well, I don't know. I mean, modern cars. Look at how modern car versus a nineteen ten car. Like, that's a lot of development. In what aspect? Like Everything. we have crash safety. Like. A nineteen, like a flathead Ford from the twenties, versus like you know a McLaren seven twenty S. Like the technology advances a lot, even the, if it's still running off of the same basic liquid. Like there's room for improvement there and evolution. So you think that efficiency is the development key? Like, and I mean, power at, at a certain point we're going to be limited by physics of tires on tarmac, like the freaking. Tesla Plaid does zero to sixty in one point nine seconds or something outrageous. Yeah, it's dumb. At a certain point, we're literally going to start destroying the roads with how much power these things can put down. And if you kind of like maybe take the peak power away and add that to like longevity instead, like maybe we could get somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But so some people just want to stroke their billionaire egos. So maybe if we took the like the wow factor out. So like if if it's being standardized and like to, and right now well, i think another big problem is that like the charging infrastructure isn't even yeah. standardized like you you go to a gas station that gas handle is going to fit in any gas car it might not fit in a diesel but whatever <laughs> i was just about to say <laughs> you would think yeah but i have had problems filling oh, yeah, a diesel vehicle before but i mean like every gas powered car uses the same input yeah. from the fuel source once we get, and I think in Europe, they're actually standardizing, mandatory, legalizing. You have to use a standard plug on every EV. And they're doing that with phones, too. Apple's going to have yeah, to go to USB-C. Yeah, thank God, finally. What electric vehicles that are being made right now do not have? I thought the Tesla charger was like the standard right now. No. Tesla, Tesla has one. Tesla Volkswagen is, has the, one. is the Apple of, the, of that industry. They oh, no have kidding. their own thing that only they use. Yeah. Uh, everybody else uses a pre-existing connector type that came from like heavy industry. So Volkswagen, Jeep, Chevy. Yeah, they all. I, as There's far as I know, Electrify they, America. I think is the the other big one. They all use, but but the name of the connector is like the the JSC thirty or whatever, whatever it's called, right? Uh-huh. It's all it it was pre-existing, just like USB was pre-existing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was a pre-existing thing. Uh, from whatever heavy industry that they just adopted and Tesla made the weird one. But so, Tesla is like 50% of the market share, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So if you had, um, say, like the Chevy Volt or whatever from when it first came out in like 2010 or whatever it was, 2011? Something like that. Yeah. You would have, Those are cool cars. You would be able to charge up your 2022 Volkswagen on the same plug? They have adapters and stuff too, but probably. Interesting. But – 
Tesla came through. They have their own thing. Like, I don't think you can charge any other That's car so weird because charger. they're the ones that, like, have actual charging stations, like, around. Exactly. There are others as well, too. Like, the Walmart by my house has a bunch of, like, generic electric charging spots that i've seen like the volkswagen suv electric suv charging at before yeah the iq or whatever oh, no that's a, i'm not sure what it's called yeah, I don't know. it's a kind of cool looking thing um then they have up by virginia center commons they have like a massive tesla charging area that's only for teslas so do you follow parked in richmond on yeah. instagram did you see his post about the hummers no, do we have some here now? He well, so he was at the Walmart on Brook Road, I think it is, the That's one the, with all the Tesla charging stations. It's not Tesla, but yes. They're not Tesla cha- stations? The Walmart there is not. By Paramount Brook Road? Yeah. It's regular what not okay. Tesla charging stations. Cuz th- that's what they were plugged into. Like he, green he, and white. So he took a picture of eight obviously like test production Hummers um that were charging at these stations. And I guess I assumed that those were Tesla stations. No, the Tesla, Tesla are they white and red? They're white and red. The green and white ones are the are whatever Electri- Electrify yeah. America, uh, which is owned by Volkswagen as part of their penance for Dieselgate. And That's when you big. buy a Tesla, it comes with like all sorts of dongles uh, to use whatever anybody else's charger. Gotcha. But Tesla is the only one that does like the supercharging or whatever. You might, I don't know. You might be able to charge at Tesla stations with other cars if you have the right adapter. And I think you have to pay. Like you, you like swipe. It's like a gas pump. You yeah. swipe your card and pay for it. I guess I assumed that you had to pay at all of them. I think you. I mean, unless you get like a card with your purchase or whatever for like free electricity. For I honestly people. don't know how it works. I have no. no clue. I know there's multiple levels of charger. Um, there's like level one, level two, and level three oh, yeah, charging. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Porsche Taycan, I think, can take a level three charge, and it's like zero to 85% in 15 minutes, which is bananas. But that has to be so crippling to the battery's longevity, right? I don't think there's so. There's no way that that's... Like it's the last fifteen percent that take a hot minute, but that eighty five percent, it can do it in fifteen minutes, and it's not that big of a problem. That shit is all magic, man. Yeah, it's just crazy. It, it feels like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that before we really get anywhere with battery powered vehicles, the the battery will have to be replaceable easily. You know what I mean? Y- you will have to be able to purchase and easily install a brand new battery pack into your car or they will or they won't last like it'll or or it'll end up being a a a four-year appliance you know what i mean yeah that's one thing that concerns me about the rivian although i guess now that i think about it because it is a skateboard chassis you could just literally take like a like just unbolt some stuff unplug some stuff take the body off New okay. skateboard. Now you're literally talking about swapping frames under bodies. Like, Except it's a lot less going on because it's all everything is electric. So you just unplug a big bulkhead plugs and there it goes. It's not like you're disconnecting a thousand hydraulic lines and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I guess that's a good point, but especially if they if they con- like you don't companies don't build a tr- body on frame truck with the express intention of saying, hey, we want this frame to be easily replaceable. That's just not part yeah, of the design. that's definitely Whereas true. this is like, that could be part of the design. You know what I mean? But what is the what is the parts and labor factor there? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's that's <laughs> another vehicle purchase. So are they still going to build the, the dealership or whatever around yeah. here? That's, the Ford stuff was not that big of a part of their business plan. It's the Amazon stuff. Yeah, so they're still going to work with Amazon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the um, Amazon stuff. Because I haven't seen anything about that, so I was worried about that too. And they're they're but, gearing up for the R1S release too. They've had a lot more of that press coming out recently too. So there will still be a Rivian, Riv- Rivian, Rivian, Rivian dealership here in mm-hmm. Richmond. Yep, it'll be uh, right up the road from the Dabney uh, Caliber, right next to Strangeways, where the okay. old there's like an old uh, like shuttle bus or something facility right there and they took that over shuttle bus i forget what it was it was it was a greyhound it wasn't greyhound um it was some some transport grtc maybe maybe Hmm. i have i bought precisely one review stock at precisely 100 dollars. yeah i'm still up on that which is nice yeah i tried to get in on that but none of my um stock changers that i have on my phone already that i'm already like into we're carrying it, so I just did it through Cash App. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. 
I did not know you could trade stocks on Cash App. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> you can do uh, crypt. You can do Bitcoin too, if that. Yep, if that's your bag. I put seventy five dollars into Bitcoin and it's now worth sixty bucks. So mm, nice. So what I ended up doing like three or four years ago, I, I was I was super addicted to buying lottery tickets for a long time, and somebody basically twisted my arm into buying a digital coin instead. And that's been very beneficial to see, to see the improvement on that money that I'm putting in. Like when I was buying lottery tickets, it was literally money that I was just like throwing in the trash. Right. I was spending like a hundred dollars a week on lottery tickets. Holy shit. Oh yeah. And I mean, that was literally money that I was just wiping my ass with basically and flushing down the toilet. But this dude, you know, he was like, man, give me that $100. Let me put that in Coinbase, distribute it among these different things. At that time, he bought me like some some Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like really high at that point. So we bought a little bit of Bitcoin. We bought uh, some District OX, whatever that is, and something called Maker. And later that week, Maker went from like the point zero 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 two cents that it was at when I bought $20 of it to like point zero two cents. So I made like, you know, a thousand dollars, and then like an hour later, it went back to point zero zero two. So I was like, you know, but I saw that money change. I saw that that money was still available; it wasn't totally gone. So yeah, that's what I do now. I just yeah. like automatically put money into digital coin, and that's literally my retirement fund right now because it's cheap, it's easy, and hopefully. Uh, hopefully when, uh, the EMP hits in 10 years, I'll have pulled it out. Get your foil hats out. <laughs> Cause that's when, oh, boy. Uh, that's when my mechanical skills will be of good value. That's right. That's right. When, I have, that's right. When y'all need to no, build that Bluebird right. school bus yeah, that's carburetor. That's right. <laughs> 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking of the movie, uh, book of Eli. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stock up on your chapstick. They have that GMC mm-hmm. Kodiak uh, that that dude is driving for the last half of that movie. Oh yeah, um, it's definitely like a like a, a Garda, you know, uh, bank car, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, armored car. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like a GMC with the armored rear rear half. Good movie, good ass movie. Oh, we're getting two on this one. Decent pro. So this is a O'Connor uh, hip hop. It's a cool cam. Anonymous IPA. This yeah, this is a pretty good one too. This is a double IPA that I really like. Uh, somebody put in the um, the drive file something about a McLaren T. The T fifty. It wasn't me. What's that? I don't think it was me. <laughs> it definitely wasn't me. I think Gordon Murray's designing a new supercar called the T fifty. I don't think it's associated with McLaren though. Was it not McLaren? Could be wrong. Now, that was a good-ass pour. That was an excellent pour. Curb weight. Why is curb weight? Th- that's really weird. It's spelled K-E-R-B. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the GMA T50 or Gordon Murray Automotive Type 50 is a sports car manufactured by Gordon Murray, inspired by the McLaren F1. Yeah. It's like yeah, the, yeah. The, the new version of the F1. I don't know anything about it. Other than it looks like a McLaren F1, kind of. So how's about uh, that uh, that there GR Corolla, bud? Oh, bro, guy. My guy. Oh, boy. My guy. Oh, boy. Ferda, bro. Ferda. GR Corolla, Ferda. <laughs> so they're... <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> My dead wife, it's, Barb. It's, it's okay, Bubba. It's okay. It's okay. This, the... what, I saw one of my favorite clips from that show on TikTok. It's uh, Wayne, Katie, and Daryl all sitting in a line, and Katie punches Wayne in like the thigh or whatever, and he goes, "Now, if you ever hit me, and I find out about it." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I like shotgunned um, seasons like seven or like five, six, and seven last year, I think, and then eight came out this year, right? Is that correct? I honestly, I don't know. I don't think I've watched. It's hard to like differentiate season six, seasons. But, but it, it is, is very hard to differentiate. Anyways, there was a moment where I like shotgun three or four seasons back to back. And I came out of that like two days of my life 
wanting to punch somebody so bad. Like they get into fights and make it look so like romantic. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. So now you nah, know, fam. follow follow my Instagram page for MMA. Oh uh, yeah, okay. you want to have a Donnie Brook? <laughs> Tarps off, boy. When Tarps they go, off, when they go to Quebec or whatever, Quebec, I'm yeah, Quebec, Quebec, and they they fight those dudes in the Waffle House or whatever it is. <laughs> Dude, what a scene, though, man! Like that's the that's the pinnacle of that show in my mind. That was the. That was the best moment of that whole show. They've got like every single one of the characters sitting at a table just yeah. like ripping these dudes to shreds yes. verbally. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyways, GR Corolla. GR Corolla. So basically you take a GR Yaris with the turbo three cylinder and the rear biased three LSD all wheel drive system and you chuck it in a Corolla hatch I mean, and I am about it, bro. Oh, not more than me. I promise you. Oh, I've man. been, cause like I wanted to have the Corolla like a year ago. I don't know. Two years ago, whenever the new body style came yeah, out. It's a good looking car. It was a, um, cause it was a Scion IM. No, that's a different chassis, but yes. Is it? It is a completely different chassis. Oh, okay. Interesting, because it looks fairly similar. The Scion IM was basically a Corolla wagon. It wasn't even really a hatchback. It was a full-on wagon. The new Corolla hatchback is built on their new world platform that I cannot remember the name of, but it is a different platform. But it's good, and it's yep. cheap, man. Yep. It's, I, you know... It's also not fast at all. Even, well, like, the Corolla right. XSE is not what, like, an old Corolla GTS used to be. Like, okay. it is not any more mechanically interesting than the other ones uh, yeah i understand that i understand that it's not fast but it looks, looks good really it good. looks so good and it's that blue though the blue is good mm. i am all about the white with the black top half Ooh. they have like a pearlescent white available for the xse yeah and you can get that with the all of the all of the trim packages are available with like a black top half. I've not seen that. Oh man, it's so good. Nice. It's so good. And like the the max spec version of that car that you can get is like only 31. like 28k, yeah, it's dude. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. And like yeah, okay, like we said, it's not fast. No. You know, it's not a sports apparently, car apparently by any it means. drives pretty good. But it's it's a fit for the now times. Yeah? No, I guess the fit is still the fit for the Well, it times. was until they canceled it in 2018 or 2019. Did they? Yeah, it's no longer with us. Yeah, it's a shame. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I, Pierce was not aware. No, no I, I feel like I just read something about no, the fit. No, the fit's the I'm, fit. They, they still make the Honda Jazz overseas, but it is not in the American market as of, like, I uh, think 2019 or 2020. No kidding. Yeah. They did the well, face. They did the facelift in 2017 or 2016. Um. Say they, then you got like the Fit Sport, which looks really good, and then they canceled it a couple years after that. If anybody can hear this background noise, it's just it's this, a giant this dog, dog tail, a, a <laughs> gnarly ass whip tail, <laughs> indicative of Indiana Jones. This dog's tail is like, I don't even know. It's large. It's, it's big. It's bony, <laughs> and it hurts. And he's man. very happy. He's a very waggly dog. Jeez, go outside, buddy. <laughs> this dog, sure. he's basically a horse. <laughs> Unpause. Did you know that LeVar Burton has a podcast? No. Called LeVar Burton Reads. Really? Yeah. He reads children's books? No, just books. Oh. That uh, sounds wonderful. There are 180 episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, there was like a meme that went around when COVID first happened that was like, you know... I think it was just like some dude on Twitter that was like petition to get LeVar Burton to do, you know, book reading, you know, for like Audible or whatever. And I forget what LeVar Burton, LeVar Burton replied to it and was like, um, I'll do basically I'll do this for free. You know, like you won't even have to pay me. So that so like, did. well, yeah, I mean, that like never produced. But then so he just started his own podcast and he's reading books that are like not open source. What's the word that I'm looking for? Um, um public domain public domain and i have not checked it out so i it's one of the things that i've intended to start listening to while i'm driving all the time now yeah but i think that that's cool that is cool yeah i like lavar burton i love lavar burton as a rule he's great i think that he should have been well the new jeopardy host 
I wanted him to be the new Jeopardy host because he's a good person. Yeah. But he actually wasn't very good at being a Jeopardy host. Yeah. So I think that he should do something else, you mm. know, um, that's not competitive. He's not good at being in a competitive no, he's too environment. wholesome. Exactly. I, I don't know. I Man, I don't know. He, I have so many, like, childhood memories attached to the Reading Rainbow Uh-oh. simultaneously with uh, Star Next Trek. Generation. Yeah. yeah. That's just like, he was like... He was always there with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he was on Sesame Street like a billion times. Yep. Segway. GR Corolla. GR Corolla. I just feel like um so the the GR Yaris has the world's most powerful three-cylinder motor in it. There is some loon out there who changed the valve springs uh-huh. on one. Yep. But otherwise from valve cover to oil pan it is 100% stock other than valve springs. And a tune mechanically okay yeah 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 they tuned it and is making real close to 500 horsepower it's out of that so thing. dumb it's what is it an eight liter up uh, i'm sorry 1.6 1. 1. oh it's a oh, okay okay so it's a big three cylinder but still yeah it's a three cylinder dude yep. does it and and that's not even to me that's not even the most impressive part the most impressive part to me is that it's it's a six-speed manual with an all-wheel drive system that i think is maximum 40 percent to the front it's heavily oh, really? heavily rear biased and comes with three limited slip differentials Stop. in it it is it's it's like a new Celica GT4. It's the new, yeah, exactly. It's the new GT4. And it's, it's everything the, the GT4 wanted to be. I wish we got the RS because I really like the fact that it is literally a homologation special for Rally, where it's like it's a carbon roof, it's a different chassis than the regular Yaris. Yeah. It is a bespoke, this is our Rally car with a Yaris badge on it. And I want to say that the GR Yaris is only a two door, right? Yes. Okay. Which. Honestly, the fact that it would be a four-door here makes me like it more because then I can actually use it. You think so? Well, okay. Um, yeah. Because I would be able to carry my kid in it. Yes. Um, but how, like, reasonably, how well would you be able to carry your kid in a four-door Yaris? We carry fit, around in a fit right now. Yeah. It's not much different. I've got two kids in my, uh, what is it, a GE8, the second-gen fit. Yep. And it's it's tight. You know, yeah. if I'm being honest, it's a good car for doing it. Yep. Um, it's it's perfect for me because I like to drive good. I like to drive funly, and then I also have to carry my kids. Yep, it fits that niche perfectly. But it is tight with the two kids. Yes, in there. the I don't I think the Corolla this? is any bigger in terms of storage space than a Fit. Well, it's definitely bigger than my second gen Fit. I mean, external dimensions wise, absolutely. I oh, really? doubt I doubt the trunk space and rear seat room is much bigger. The fit is a marvel of interior space engineering. That's a fact. Um, it the, is the portal. Corolla, it, it's like the portal game of yeah. fitting shit in it's it. The, it's the Mary Poppins suitcase yeah. of cars. But I, I don't think the Corolla is much bigger on the inside. Um, it might have a slightly deeper trunk, but that's about it. So um, then is the Yaris smaller? The Yaris is much smaller than a Corolla. Than the than the Fit. Oh, uh, the two-door Yaris is. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So I guess what I was trying to say is that if we were going to get the GR Yaris here in America, first of all... We won't. Well, for, uh, yeah, obviously we never will get it. Um, second of all, if we did get it, it would be like some stupid four-cylinder version. Maybe. With yeah. like a 50-50 powertrain split. Yeah. Um, and a CVT. Yeah, oh, for sure it yeah. would have a CVT. And it would have a solid beam rear suspension. And it would only be available as a four-door. Yeah. Which, like, I get four-doors. Nev- we're, we're now speculating on something that doesn't exist and will never exist. Well, that's what I'm concerned about with the GR Corolla. So have you seen all this, the teasers that I've, Toyota's been putting out? Yes, I have seen all the teasers because so, I am about that shit. Yeah, so... They've been putting out doctored press photos of the standard Corolla with little Easter eggs hidden mm-hmm. in them that hint, it's some... that are all ba- that have like oh get that the uh, like the engine code the 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 um, power output the all chassis the, all numbers chassis it's... numbers all the stuff from the GR Yaris are like hidden in like the dashboard of the the and standard like the HVAC controls. Yeah, it's, it's very really cool. it's very nineties computer game. We're like with Mist specifically. Oh yeah. If you walked up to the wall and you held tilled, you know, you could see the producers would all have signed this one yeah. wall or whatever. It's it's very reminiscent of that. 
but Easter egg. It, it's they they've basically all but confirmed that it's literally the GR Yaris powertrain in the GR Corolla chassis, which makes sense because the GR Corolla overseas has an all-wheel drive option. So that rear sub they have an all-wheel drive like a sub, a rear subframe that can accept a differential already. Yes, but when have we ever gotten the coolest shit that was overseas. You know what I'm saying? Never. Never. Exactly. Uh, arguably the fourth gen Supra. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. But then even then, like, we got it with airbags and, you yeah. know. But we also had the most power out of any market in the fourth gen Supra. You sure about that? Yeah. By, not by a lot, but yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, I, I am uh, – I want to believe that the GR Corolla will come to America, and I think that it will. But I also think that it's going to be a stupid, watered down it is amalgamation of like, you know, if they put the like, for example, with the Supra, you know, we got the we got a BMW badge engineered, you know, piece of crap. You know, I mean, maybe it's a good car. I don't know. It, it's not a Supra. It's not a Supra. Yep. But so the, what the, I'm, everything they've said that so far, though, all the teasers have pointed to. Literally the Yaris with the Corolla body, which is fine by me. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. If we got li- if we got literally the Yaris GR in the Corolla body. Yep, that would be fantastic. And under it forty would be, grand would be well, preferable. Uh, yeah, it would be bigger and heavier, but it would be great. I mean, it would be good. Yeah. It would not be underpowered for sure. No, it's like two fifty, two sixty stock, which is plenty for yeah. a Corolla. Yeah, even with the three cylinder. It would be completely unlike anything else that's on the market right now in America. Golf R. Is a five-cylinder. It's a four-cylinder. It's a four-cylinder now? Yes. Okay. It's a four-cylinder turbo, all-wheel drive, six-speed hmm. hatchback. Okay. Um, and then you have the Civic Type R, which is not all-wheel yeah, drive. Okay, that's a good point. But it's also this... a turbo, four-cylinder, And that, that is a really good hot hatch. That's a yes, good point, actually. So I did not fast. think about the Civic Type R. What is the Civic Type R available for? What's the money on that? Uh, they're around forty grand if you can get one without dealer markup. Yeah, and they're available in a manual, aren't they? They're only in a manual. Okay, all right, man. Okay, that's and a then, good point. The that's new a generation. Really good point. So they're they're coming out with a new generation of Civic right now too, and the new Civic Si is supposed to be really nice. Yeah. Um, and there are spy photos of them testing the new Type R at Suzuka already. Nice. So that is coming. Wow. Okay. Um, but it'll still probably be front wheel drive, which is also fine. But um, they're doing they're doing so good with that front wheel drive. It's a it's, great chassis. It's a, Have you it's ever a, seen the suspension on the Civic Type yes, R? I, I've it's worked on the Civic crazy. Type R. Crazy. Yeah. It it is. It's you know honestly it reminds me a lot of the BMW uh, like the two series designs. Kinda. Um, with, it's like a knuckle within a knuckle. There, and there are a lot of different uh, like not attached arms. Like you don't have an A arm per se. You have yeah. two singular arms. Yep. The ND um, Miata rear suspension is very similar. Yes, exactly. Yes. But that's okay because they're making that they're making that front wheel drive chassis do things that are like, you know, Crazy. if you had seen it twenty years ago, would be like mind blowing, like physics defying yep. things. Yep. It and on a track it hangs with the all wheel drive competition. Yeah. For sure. So the Civic Type R is a really good point that I had not thought of for some reason. Veloster but, N is up there too. Do you really think so? It's a fast car. The Veloster ends are genuinely it fast. Doesn't does it handle as good as the Civic Type R? No, I don't. It but it doesn't. also costs ten thousand dollars less or fifteen thousand dollars less. I don't think that's. I don't. You think can that's get right. you can get a Veloster N for twenty five if you add the performance pack. It's thirty. Not which the N. Not has, the end. Yes. You can't. Yes. No, you can't. The, the performance one's like thirty. That's the one that has the fancy differential. I'm gonna. This is gonna be an amendment. I guarantee it. At, I'm pretty sure. At twenty five, I think so. So how come everybody doesn't have one? Because it's a Veloster. They, they also brought in a DSG option, which is cool for wow. that. So you can get a DSG, like 280 horsepower turbo Veloster. So I guess we're all buying Velosters tomorrow. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. I mean, I think they look good, too. They, really the like new, the, the second-gen Veloster looks really good. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. Especially the end version. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the um, Hyundai Ven... No, it's not the Venue. It's the... Veracruz? No, the other little car... The uh, i30? No, I sent it to you guys in a text that was like... They have an Elantra N overseas that's like a hatchback that we don't have here. You're right, and uh, that is a good car. We had that for a while. It wasn't the N. We had the Elantra GT. It was yep. the Elantra GT. Mm-hmm. It was basically the same thing. Um, 
anyway, and that was a good car. There that, were that's the that's the competition for the for the upcoming Corolla GR, and I think I think if you could, if they could bring it here with those stats and that drivetrain and undercut an STI by a fair bit, that's where you want to be. Let's be honest, Subaru is an inflated uh, hype of what they used to be. Oh, for sure. Like the, not, no doubt the the WRX is still a good bargain though with the the FAA motor like it's it's a good bargain you can get a turbo all wheel drive kind of sort of rally ish car for twenty eight twenty nine thirty on the used market no that's a new car you can get a new WRX you can get a 30. new WRX for twenty eight I think so not a t- or thirty what does he have oh no he knows he's in trouble <laughs> oh nice he's like can you scratch me with the brush it's not a toy oh. So what I'm learning from this conversation is that cars in general are cheaper than I thought they were. So I thought the Corolla was a deal at 28k, but you're telling me that I could get a Hyundai Veloster N at 25 for under under 30 for sure. Again, before dealer markup, and a lot of the Hyundai dealerships are adding crazy markup to the end. Yeah, well, especially now that cars are impossible to get. And this is this is like MSRP, not actual transaction prices also so like with all the dealer markups and like value adjustment crap that they add on to there just to jack the prices up that's but i mean that's is that not just dealer markup yeah basically okay yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's just bull crap that's like the c8s that are selling for 80 90 100 well and like 120 i saw a ticket i saw a sticker price of 120 on one that somebody posted on reddit these are people who to whom money does not matter well no this was this was like a dealership in the middle of I mean, I don't, I don't actually remember, but it was like Arkansas or somewhere where there yeah. was not another Chevrolet dealership for hundreds of miles. Right, but the, I'm saying the people who are paying that kind of markup on those, because somebody mm. somewhere is buying those things, otherwise they wouldn't well, be doing that. I mean, maybe I the people know. who are doing that don't care about money. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. But anyway, so, I, I, I think it's going to be. I, I hope that it comes here like that. It everything they're sh- showing. It should be coming here like that, and I'm very excited for that because it'll be the first actual Toyota sporty car since since the, the Mark IV, since the Matrix XRS. What I mean, uh, going back to if, when? If you cause... want, if you want to count turbocharged cars specifically, it would be the Mark IV Supra. Yeah, would be the last one. And yeah, I mean, you cannot underrate the Mark IV Supra, obviously. But it's since a very overrated car, oh, I for think. sure. But since the Mark IV Supra, what has there been? Like they, the, nothing turbocharged, um, right? But, but the, the MR2 Spider, okay, as lame right. as it was, no. great chassis. Nobody thinks that car is lame. Everybody thinks that car is. Nobody lame. thinks that car is lame. Literally, I promise you, everyone thinks that car is lame. I love them, but everyone else thinks that car is. Lame. I don't know a single person who thinks that car is lame. You need to talk to more people. I know chicks who think that car is awesome. Y- that's because it's a chick car. Yeah, yeah, that's fine with me. So you had the MR2 Spider, the Celica GTS, the Matrix XRS, and the Corolla XRS. Oh, the Celica GTS. That's right. That they, went they, on until 20... Those all had two ZZs and six speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the last Toyota sporty cars. Did the Celica GTS outlast the Matrix SRS? I think they were about the same. Okay. The Matrix XRS with the two ZZ went until 2000 and I think seven. There was one that went to 2009. Was that the Scion They TC? also had a Matrix, a second-gen Matrix XRS, but it had the Camry 2.5 in it instead of the 2ZZ. Okay. When did they stop making an all-track? The 96? Celica? Ni- no, like 93. We only got the first two generations of all-track. Oh, oh not, in America. Yeah, we did yeah. not okay. get the third yeah. gen. Yeah. So the like that the those the 2ZZs were the last sporty Toyotas that we ever got. The the 86 is a Subaru. The Supra is a BMW. Yeah. yeah. We don't have a real sporty Toyota since them, and this will be the first one, and it's going to be freaking rad. I am all for it if it happens. I don't know. I'm just, like, scared, I guess, that – because I don't want to get hurt again. I'm saying, you know, I think Toyota was the car that originally got me into cars. You know, Fast and Furious had a lot to do with that. I very quickly developed a passion in other models, specifically the FCRX7. But the like the Toyota always holds a place in my heart as like the first one. You know, well, I guess that's actually not true. The three hundred, the Z thirty two, three hundred ZX is probably that one car for me. Also a great car. Yeah, but you know, my first car was a Supra, a Mark three Supra. So I've always wanted to get back to the Toyota thing ever since. And 
I want to believe that the GR Corolla will be here in the same way that the GR Yaris is a thing overseas. But it just, I can't get past the fact that they've, you know, ripped the rug duped out from under us. us so many they've times. duped us so many times. Yep. In the past, specifically with that type of thing, with exactly. Like All-wheel drive. Corolla, or like Yaris, whatever it just is. Just a like, sports car in general. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. man, I, you all remember the hype of the FRS and the whatever, the GT86 or whatever it was called, the was, Scion thing. Yeah. And just what a, a lame excuse a great, for a sports car that was when it came out. Like, they are, it they are great cars. Okay. They are not whatever. Toyotas. <sighs> I want a Toyota. I'm sorry. Just give me a good Toyota. That's I, all I want. I would argue that they're not even that great of a car. It's a wonderful chassis. It might be an okay chassis, but the Miata was better. The, at the at the time that it was new, the FRS was new, the Miata was still a better car. Uh, I would take an FRS over an NC Miata I for wouldn't. sure. Nah. Why? Because of the the because of the the look of it, the body style. That's a major component. I see it. The NC is a god awful looking vehicle. If you were a real car guy, yikes! No. <laughs> Nobody likes I, an NC. I, I love the NC. The, val- the market am, values c- yeah, back that up. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. I'm not even joking with you though when I say that I love the way the NC looks. I really, really do. You're the only one. Yep. I think I might be. Yeah, yeah. I'm not apparently even playing. They, apparently, they drive pretty great. They drive they, fantastic. But they, they look awful. Yeah. They and way, it's a Ford engine. It, it, only in some of them. They're all MZ, of, they're all MZRs. Uh, they're they're two liter versions of okay. the MZR. But you had the two liter and you had the one point eight or there was, was no one point eight. No, the NC it was a two liter. Yeah, it was it wasn't only the two liter though. I'm you had sure, multiple I'm engine pretty, options. No, Am I lying no, about that? Yeah, yeah, it was just the two liter. You yeah, could only? you could swap in the the, the two point five liter um, for uh, fusion motor. Fusion motor. Fusion, that's yep. not a better motor, though. Honestly, no, it's not. No, somebody in GLTC has tried to go that route instead of doing a K swap. He's been through three brand new factory Ford long blocks. Jesus, because they just do not hold together. I really feel like there were at least three different engine options for the NC Miata. Not even close. There was one. Yeah. I don't know of any Miata that had multiple engine options other than the Mazda Speed NB. Well, all that means in my mind is that you can swap in the Mustang turbo motor. and uh, It's still an MZR. Yeah, but it would it's be, a better it, one. It would be cool. And I don't it's know. doable. I like the NC. I like the way it looks. I, I think that it's a cool car, and it weighs like 200 pounds more than an ND. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me, NB. Uh, it's a little more than that. They're pretty poorly. Well, but the, the FRS is a really capable chassis. Um, they are more successful in motorsport than NC Miatas are in well, terms of like. Because they were just more around. I, I The hype that was surrounding they were not the more, FRS. They, they, the NC sold way more than the FRS did. Miata outsells every other sports car by a huge factor. To enthusiasts, to though? Ev- yeah, to everybody. It's that they've made a million of them. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I felt like, you know, the FRS was so hyped up. It was this, it was supposed to be this. The engine is lame. It's very lame. The whole car is lame. What is it? What's the power on that car? 200. 200, 200, and that's not even the problem. It's 200 with a, it it gains, the power curve goes up, and then it goes down, and then it (laughs) goes up again, which makes driving it, make it feel even slower than it actually is. And they sold it with, like, eco tires. Yeah, it had Prius tires on it. Yeah. Yeah, which made it, you could drift it, like, all the time. Sure. But is that really what we wanted at that point? <laughs> That's I, what most people wanted. Yeah, it, 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 all, every review for it when it came out was like raving on how awesome it was. Okay. I, um, I the, feel the opposite the way. New, the new second gen ones, apparently with the 2.4 that's in them now, mm-hmm. is it's not like on paper, it's not that much more power. It's only like 230 horsepower or something like that. But it's all torque and like the power band is like always there. So it feels a billion times faster than the old And one. the chassis weighs the same, doesn't it? It's like within 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. I feel I like, don't like how it looks, but ah well. I feel like when that the FRS first came out, like everybody heralded it as the the Supra. It was the new they, Supra. That's, it was that's the new on Toyota them. Sports It was car. never supposed to be that. 
but that was the that was the like the hype that Toyota had amped us up to believe that it was going to be. It was, and even like Subaru, even the name is eight six. It, the eight six was well, a Corolla with a hundred horsepower and an LSD. And it was supposed to be another, like it's, this. It should have been a Celica. Is what it should have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. Should have been an eighth gen Celica, and it because it's slow. The Celicas were never fast, other than the rally ones. And I like, remember that the salesmen were like pointing to me as like a college student, being like, "You can afford this car." Yeah, like, they're like twenty five grand. That's not affordable to a. To teenager. be fair, a to Camry's thirty five. And how many Camrys do you see on the road? That's because that's a grandma car. That's a retirement car. I'm saying when the average car transaction price is forty thousand dollars, a twenty five thousand dollar car is a cheap car. Not in the middle of an economic depression. Like when that car came out, like I was fucking. I don't think this guy understands how things work. To I be... obviously don't understand how things work. What are you talking about? I can't afford a three thousand dollar car. I understand twenty five thousand dollars is more money than any of us have. But as far as cars go, twenty five thousand dollars is cheap. But if I'm going to spend twenty five thousand dollars on a car, it's not going to be an FRS because that's going to leave me feeling let down. Sure. So then, so, what's the point? So buy a used Corvette. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm saying. Why would I buy an FRS? That's exactly what I'm trying to because say to you right Corvette's now. Because that going to be the falling FRS the fuck apart. The FRS is not worth it. Well, maybe, but it's made in America, which means I can go to the local, you know, you can buddies, throw, You can whatever. throw a rock and hit some LS exactly. parts. Or just get it off the neighbor's truck. Yeah. No, the FRS is 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 a good Dumb. Value. It's a stupid car and nobody should own. To be fair, that that like salesman pointing at you as the college kid that can afford the th- that was Scion's entire brand. Yeah, that's a yeah. fact. Yeah. Like that's And guess what their actual demographic that bought them was? Average age was like 63. Oh damn, really? Yeah. Cuz XBs are really good for people with bad hips because you you there are the hip point in the car is the same as you standing next to it. Are so you, you trying just to move into it rather than having to sit down into it? Are you trying to tell me it's the PT Cruiser of the import car? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, except without like the ridiculous like retros. They're so XB. Oh, I love XBs. <laughs> First love gen them. XBs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently, and I don't know if you knew this, but the PT Cruiser is very popular among the retirement age demographic because they have handles everywhere so like it's it's like literally like a handicap stall in the bathroom where like you you like climb out of your wheelchair and just like grab all these handles and like spider crawl yourself into the car yeah same with like uh what is it the buick like park avenues from the early 2000s like everyone that drives those is a thousand years old (laughs) that's because it was a buick and back then buick was like a yeah that also that 3800 cloud that 3800 motor is stout I mean, they don't die. It, it's not stout. It's a trash motor, but it will literally run like trash Forever. until eternity. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just go and go. It, yeah, that's yeah. There's like a there's like the break in period that lasts seventy five thousand eighty thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a the break in period lasts eighty thousand miles, and at that point, you're running on four cylinders. You're leaking coolant constantly. You can't oh, fix the true. coolant leak. You cannot fix the coolant leak. Yep. And the transmission is slipping in gears one and two. But when you hit fourth gear and you're doing 45 on Interstate 95 in, in uh, <laughs> uh, whatever section of Florida that you've retired in, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yep. They're very comfortable, too. That, that 460 LE, man. <laughs> <laughs> probably not even LE. It's probably an L. <laughs> probably is an L. So... The problem is that the GR Corolla, when we get it, it's not going to be anything like any of the world releases. I th- I think it will be, but we're going to have to deal with the insane dealer markup prices, which is going to make it. Well, what's going to happen yeah. is they're going to bring it here exactly like what we've talked about, exactly how we want it. Dealer, it's going to be like thirty five thousand dollars. Dealers, are no, it's not. Hot, wait, whoa, whoa. will you let me finish talking? Okay, all right. They're, it's but, gonna be it's gonna but, be base price thirty five with the rally pack that everyone wants. It's gonna be like forty two. Okay, okay. Then okay, uh, with all the LSDs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. There then you go. There you go. Dealers are gonna sell it for sixty. No one's gonna buy it, and Toyota's gonna say, "See, this is why we don't bring you fun cars. We're not giving you any more." And yes. then everyone has a bad time. I actually agree with everything that you That's just said. That's how it's going to work. I, I actually agree with everything that you just said because all of the cool shit that's standard overseas, all, all of the stuff that's available overseas as a standard package for an affordable price 
is going to be an option here. Yeah. And it's, it's or it's going to be lump, all the, or the performance stuff is going to be lumped in with a bunch of extra shit that you don't want. So you have to buy like the top tier fully loaded luxury spec that you don't actually want just to get the performance stuff, which is why I love the club spec on the Miata. Cause it's just the performance yes. stuff and nothing else that you don't need. Yeah. That's facts. So what you're saying is we need to just abolish the dealership. Uh, just yes. let me uh, order the car yes. I want yeah. from Toyota. Yeah. When I when I price my car out on the Toyota USA website, how come I can't get it for that price that they're because telling me? Dealers don't want why you to. though the the private owned the privately owned dealership thing is that's the it's terrible that's yeah. the whole th- yeah. the whole reason that our political system is failing in the United it's States of America bribery. here in twenty twenty one it's it's uh it's it's bribery it's uh what do you call it um, lobbying lobbying that's the word yeah, it's lobbying legal man. bribery yeah yeah yep. That's bullshit. Yep. And yeah, the, the, it's fact terrible. That, the fact that people are getting away with selling C8 Corvettes for $120,000 is criminal. These people yep. should be locked up. Yep. Somebody will pay it, though. And that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring up something I, else. No, I nah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really apprehensive about the GR Corolla, man. It, I, either I want it. Either it's going to be great. Either way. If it comes here and it's great, we can't afford it. If it comes here and it sucks, we can't afford it. It is what it is. We're a bunch of broke dudes. I'm like recovering broke. As of right now, I'm really only looking into housing and providing for my children. But if there is a way that I can work in a cool new car. And get rid of all your other cars. Yeah. That would like, I mean, that's the American dream. That thought has occurred to me as well. Yeah. Because I still have the CRV, the Fit, the Suburban. And the get rid of all of Corona. those and have a Corolla, the new GR Corolla. I mean, that would be a decent amount of money to put down on one anyways, you know? Yeah. But if I was trying to buy a house at the same time. No. Yeah, exactly. Houses are insane right now. So Grid Life had their big reveal conference thing at PRI last Friday. What's PRI? PRI is, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's like, think of SEMA, but for actual race car things. Oh, neat. Not um, Bluetooth not, things? Not Bluetooth drive <laughs> Cool, cool. Um, there, so, there have been a lot of really great TikToks coming so out of good. SEMA. It's so good. Um, and did you see the one of the, like, the fancy-ass wheel with the huge-ass, like, off-road thin wall tire with, like, just the trail of gear lube? No. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, like, it's like two quarts of gear lube mm-hmm. dribbling down and peeling the paint off of this $1,000 wheel. Excellent. And, like, running across the floor oh, of the SEMA yes, Convention Center. Yes, I did see that. It's yeah. so this, good, yeah. my This dude. brings me joy. It's so good. Anyways. Anyway, PRI is for like actual race car industry, like motorsport things. Grid Life had their big, you know, kickoff announcement thing. They were live streaming it and all that. Um, they announced their future plans. They announced some rule changes for some of their classes. They're trying to head spread east more because they're mostly a Midwest central, like, you know, Chicago to Ohio and down thing. But they're having three events on the East Coast this year. They're They're... Anchor event is at Lime Rock, which is annoyingly far away, mm-hmm. um, up in Connecticut. That They're doing a big festival there. They're doing an event at New Jersey Motorsports Park at the yeah. Thunderbolt Circuit, which is going to be really fun. I'm going to go to that. And they're also doing an event at Atlanta Motorsports Park, which is like right near Road Atlanta. Yeah, okay. Um, but Atlanta Motorsports Park is like tiny and has a butt ton of elevation change like you watch youtube videos of it and it looks bananas i'd like to hit that at some point but probably not this year um but i'm gonna go to the new jersey one because it's five hours away and it's that's not a word that's crazy to think about because i've spent like eight hours traveling to pennsylvania you know yeah so to to think about getting to new jersey in five hours it's literally like you go through maryland through delaware over the the bay into new jersey and it's right there Nice. So it's like five and a half hours. 95, man. It'll get you places. Yeah. Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> right. That's like that's like my big event that I have to go to next year. Um, I, I don't really care about Hyperfest. I don't really care about a lot of other stuff. I just want to go to New Jersey. I want you to come to Hyperfest and just... Chill. Chill, man. Like, that's what Hyperfest is for me. Just get get smashed. Watch the stupid people do stupid things. And laugh at them, man. I yeah. mean, enjoy enjoy the scenery. I don't know. It's just I don't feel like it's my. I mean, I yes, but I 
if I'm going to take the time off from work on like Friday to go down there, I want to take the time off so that I could be at the, like doing track things, you know? I mean, yeah, but this is different in my mind in that it's like a vacation, you know, it's like yeah. the one vacation I take every year is to hyperfest, you know? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like the reset. Did y'all buy tickets yet? I have. You did? Yeah. How much I are have... they? Like 60 bucks? 60 bucks. I didn't even know they were on sale. Yeah. They started the, a couple weeks ago. The, um, early bird tickets are available right now. I don't know, man. Um, the last I remember that such a bad taste in my mouth. Like it's such a pain to get around to do anything now. So Everything don't try so to do things. That's, that's your problem is you try to do things. I want to be able to like go hang out in main paddock with people and like just move about the property and you can't. That's, that's fine. You just walk it, man. Bring oh, your bike. So far. No, but bring, uh, man, come on. Trying to go from South Paddock to Main Paddock by the road by foot would take you an hour and a half to walk. So cool. There. That's your, I mean, that's your Saturday. You wake uh. up at noon, you walk to Main Paddock, you know, by that point it's three o'clock. You've started drinking beers, hopefully. Yeah. And then by like six o'clock, you know, they're doing the burnout contest or the whatever. And then you're walking back. That's, that's the vac- that's the dream. There's cars everywhere. There's yeah. helicopters, there's mud, there's, you know, racing and blow-ups and whatever. People are getting run over. People are getting <laughs> shot somewhere. Yeah, come to Hyperfest, guys. It's awesome. <laughs> I've also uh, I found out that Gridlife has been actively trying to come to VIR because everyone loves it yeah. for obvious reasons because it's awesome. But uh, uh, certain regional organizations are getting real shitty about it and not wanting them to come because it might be competition for hyperfest yeah they just they, they I've are actually i'm not actually, wanting grid life to come to var because specifically because they feel like it's gonna step on hyperfest toes i've actually been wondering why we haven't seen grid life at var that's but why i feel like it's a different thing entirely like i think so too mm. it's a totally different vibe yeah for sure i want to do gltc at var would be I would just lose my mind. What was the thing that I did at VIR that one time? It was GT Live, bro. Oh, like way back in the yeah, day? Way back Pre Hyperfest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. GT Live at VIR. Yep, I like, have a t shirt. Doing doing the real race car shit and like, man, it is it is a different vibe. But I will say that it's not nearly as fun as the Hyperfest vibe. Just because of the dummies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess know. that just doesn't do it for me. It's it's just the vacation. It's it's the you know what it is. It's the spring break that I never got to have. Mm. You know, I never went to college. I never even really went to high school. So, the hyperfest thing is like the whole spring break. Just go wild, drink, you know, irresponsibly, do dumb shit in cars that you're not allowed to do anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me as much as it once did. I mean. If I'm going to be at VIR, I'm going to be like, I wish I was on the track right now. The only the only the only thing that at VIR that I want to go to this coming year also is I wouldn't drive is um the SCCA what the runoffs. Runoffs. They're doing runoffs again this year. Yeah, I was I was, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. It that dude, bro, it is insanity that, i mean that event's incredible i'll go to any event at vir that i'm allowed to drink at um you know oh yeah oh yeah do we, cool. we hung out with greg and me after he was just like here beers beers yeah. for yeah. everyone yeah i'm yeah. in it was sick just let me give me a date yeah uh september that sounds that sounds right i have my ca- birthday yeah. <laughs> i literally have the calendar in my desk at work my birthday um I'll that, it, up. it might be a bit tricky for me this this year yeah in september but i, I don't know how i'm do gonna be you able to do remember it, when Corey got married in December. September. It's, Why did I say December? I don't know. <laughs> but neither of us said the right month. I'm getting married in October. <laughs> <laughs> but still, uh, what am I looking up? SCCA runoffs. SCCA runoffs at VIR 2022. To backtrack for just a half second, you said the... Um, grid Life? Grid Life. So Grid Life is doing three events on the East Coast. Yep. That's like 200% more than they did last year is it not because they did road america they did road road america is in wisconsin um, oh i'm sorry they uh, did road atlanta, atlanta. A road couple, atlanta once a couple of years ago and apparently okay. they did not have the best time like dealing with the track people like the people that own the track and the facilities and stuff was 
not a good experience, and they don't really want to go back. But they are this year. They're going to Atlanta Motorsports Park. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which is okay, a different okay, track. Okay, okay. Is Georgia actually on the coast? Yes. Yeah. It is? Mm-hmm. Atlanta oh, is not to... Atlanta is Homeschool. not near the coast. Well, yeah. It's in, like, the opposite corner. I feel like it's closer to Louisiana than the coast, is it not? Mm, it's farther north. It's close to, like... Oh, probably. Yeah, it's not, it's no, it's not near the coast. I went to homeschool, but New Jersey is still closer. New Jersey's five hours. Both Lime, Lime Rock, Mid Ohio, and uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park are all like nine hours away. Okay, and I don't really want to drive nine hours. And you're obviously not trying to like compete. No. Yeah. So um, this is just an experience event. I just want to go, and I, I want to watch GLTC live really bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it is the best. What kind of cars run in GLTC? What are we talking about? The guy that won this year, he would have lost if Eric didn't crash out at Road America. Eric Cutiel drives a K Swap EG Civic. That's probably the best setup EG Civic on the planet. It is unbelievable how awesome that car was, and now it is dead. Um, <laughs> He's swapping everything over into a four-door sedan, e.g., that he's building for oh, 2023. That is different. It's very cool. There was It was a C5 Corvette that has been detuned to compete. It's all based on power to weight. Mm. Um, so he had to, I think, he, he, I don't know how he did it, but he limited the power on the C4 or C5. Um, there's a lot of K-Swap Miatas. There's a J-Swap FRS. Uh, Honda of, J, like, 3.5? Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, FRS? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh-huh. Lots of uh, S2000s, lots of K-Swap S2000s. Um, there's a NC Miata with the Ford Fusion motor that keeps blowing up. Some BMWs. There's a bunch of stuff like running towards the back, too. Uh, I think there's a, a V8 FD that's been there a couple of times. Um, but all the front runners are like... It's the Corvette and then some lighter weight like K Miatas and the the EG Civic and stuff. So these are like relatively speaking, like street car street built cars built to a certain percentage of power to to weight. Yeah, I mean to be com- like front running competitive, it's a high budget thing now. Like no, you you what really isn't? yeah, um, but like as long as you match power whatever the power to weight rules are there i think the new rules it's um 200 treadwear tires no more hoosiers um so everyone's got to run 200 treadwares you're limited based on your weight to tire widths so like it's oh changes okay. based on your weight yeah it's and and basically remember those in the improved production videos that yes come out I, it's like i that. love improved production it's very much like that that's fantastic because that's that's what i thought of when you were talking about the eg civic yeah uh, i'm trying to remember the name of the guy who had and that from video improved? yeah from improved production yeah, yeah. Where um, he's like racing the e86 no it's a it's a celica it's, well, he, he, there's one where, there's several where there's like a red eg racing a, like a yellow e86 no it's not an a86 it's the it's a it's like a st oh man it's a celica it's not a corolla i promise you because the one video J, jason nah i can't remember the one video that is like his most watched video is him and the EG Civic, and he does like this crazy. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking of right there, the EG Civic versus the A86. Okay. The blue one that's eleven A86. Oh, there, okay. Yeah. This, all right, watch this video. Look at it right there. There is a yellow. What is that? ST. Oh, that's a Celica. Yeah. What's first that Celica, Celica right there? Because that's the first. That Celica is the one that goes. He goes like way. That's a beam swap one, or is it, it an S2000 swap? I don't know anything about that Celica, but that Celica goes crazy uh, inside of one turn, <laughs> it up, goes way wide on the next one. And that's what allows the dude in the Civic to cut inside. Like he just dives this shit like crazy, passes up the uh, the eight six, I guess, and that's what gets him into the the lead of the race. Hmm. And that's like that's like his video that like he's racing for Hyundai now or something or Suzuki excuse me he's yeah. racing for Suzuki production now it's crazy where he yeah. went after that video that the, yeah the, one the improved production is in my mind like the ideal race car because yeah. it's just the car like that car that's in your driveway or whatever mm-hmm. and you just like slap some tires on yep. it and then that's you just GLTC go racing. Is. It's, I mean, but to, to be real competitive, you need like really nice suspension and stuff. But I mean, yeah. they're the, just 
the idea of that is very cool, but if you're talking about like power to weight ratios and stuff like that, that makes that's it. That's why a lot of people are running K series because you can run like 240 horsepower with a and tune it so it's like a relatively flat curve mm-hmm. and just run that with like a 2600 pound car. Yeah, and it makes and the the races are 15 minutes long. They do four races in a weekend, so it's like, whoa, yeah, it's whoa. it's it's like. Because their whole philosophy behind making it this way was the most interesting part of any race is the first five minutes and the last five minutes. So they yeah. have the first five minutes, a little bit in the middle, and the last five minutes, and that's the whole race. And, and they, they do, do it four, that four times. times. Yeah, yeah, three or four times, yeah. depending on the weekend. It's it's rad. And they, they live stream everything on YouTube. They have, like, really professional graphics packages. They have the guy that does the, the commentary for Formula Drift is the commentator for GLTC. Like, it's... And they have like drone shots, like really good camera. Yeah. Work. It's very professional looking. Man, I want to do that drone shit so bad. It's sick. It's sick. Yep. I think we lost Corey. I I, I don't I, get I to don't evangelize have... GLTC very much, but it, you should watch it. It's a it's amazing. I don't have much to add to this conversation. You all look like I, you don't have much to add. I'm very sleepy <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's late. We should probably. It get... is twelve o'clock. Yeah. This has been another episode of Beer and Backfire Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Beer and Backfire. We're also on Facebook. We have an email address, uh, Beer and Backfire Podcast at gmail.com. It's just Beer and Backfire at backfire at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at The Daily Downshift. I also have a blog, uh, thedailydownshift.blogspot.com. Uh, you can find Corey at c.crehan for pictures of good food, ripped pants, and a very large puppy. Uh, you can find Pierce at Saavedro88 and Free Candy Media. Thanks for listening. <laughs>